Today, on Commitment to Truth. If I failed miserably in something today, God forbid that I don't forewarn my children for tomorrow. You know, God forbid that I don't learn, tweak life, tweak my heart, make personal adjustments that it will not infect the next generation. Make sense? Versus not being, not being willing to deal with personal failures to a point that they don't find themselves into our, in the lives of our children and our children's children because we weren't willing or courageous enough to deal with it. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue a series titled, I'm Skilled. Throughout our lives, whether we were following the Lord or not, each one of us has gained a set of skills in various areas of our lives. You may think that these skills were only in service to yourself or to a boss and are of no use to God, but you would be wrong. Each skill you have gained can be used in service to Him, no matter where you are. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Right, some of us have children that you can sit down and say, sweetheart, please don't touch the fire. But then you have the other ones that be like, okay, mom, I hear you, I hear you. But right when you turn your back, they, they put their hand right where the fire is, they get burnt. And that's how they learn. I, I, I venture to say most followers of Jesus Christ are the second child. Right, because we'll, we'll sit and we read the Bible and be like, oh, praise the Lord, that was really good. But we'll still do it. <laughs> right, let's be honest, right? Oh, that, that was a really great message, Pastor. You walk out, you just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> right, you know, you'll have a deep, profound, you know, a devotional time. You'll post it on Facebook. You'll Instagram it. You'll do, you know, you'll make a TikTok video over it, right? <laughs> But then when you're in the fire in it, you forget it all. <laughs> right? So what God would do as the great instructor is unfortunately allow us to go through something to make it stick. And make sure that you become fruitful in it and that fruit remains. Therefore, again, failure is one of the most reliable instructors because it ultimately reaches the heart and it changes and transforms the heart. It moves the authority of the word of God from your head, our heads, to your heart. Number three, we find in verses seven through 12, our failures will help us rejoice in brokenness. Rejoice in brokenness. It says again, uh, purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my, all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence 
And do not take your Holy Spirit from me because back then there was that possibility because remember what happened to Saul, right? Okay, uh, but now because you've are put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, his spirit remains forever, right? He doesn't come and go within or upon, he lives within you. Uh, verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit a willing spirit, which is interesting. He says that, right? So here we have, you have in verse eight real quickly. It says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have broken rejoice. The word here means this. Let me hear joy. Let me listen and obey joy. Think about that. Let me listen to and let me obey joy. Let the joy of the Lord be my strength. So many times joy has to be listened to prior to something good happening. So many times we have to obey joy before the moment is joyful. Let me try to stitch it together. So we have some fruit that lives within a follower of Jesus Christ, and it's called fruit of the what? What is one of the fruits? Fruit. What is one of the fruit, not plural? What is one of the fruit? Joy. That comes from whom? The Holy Spirit that lives in us. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let me listen to and obey joy. Who lives within me? So what that really says is that you, I, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, already have joy, but we have to first listen to it and obey it. How many times are we in not very joyful situations? How many times are our bones are broken and we're feeling like what David has just wrote? But we ha still have to listen to and obey joy. Who already resides within us? Can you imagine how many marriages and families will be restored if we stop hinging our joy upon, yes, how we feel, but also what we hear from our spouses, our children, our parents? Because I'm already hearing joy that comes from whom? The Lord. I am obeying and doing what joy says now remember there's times you and I must obey but our hearts and emotions and even intellect has to catch up with obedience so our challenge is to understand where this is what this is what David is right now is at the end of the day he's like you know what my bones are broken 
I'm probably still thinking back on what I did to my family by what I made this, you know, the decision I just made. You ever been there? It's like, you know, you think back, it's, oh, and then you have this, this down, this frustrating day. If you don't listen to joy or obey joy, before you know it, you fall away from the faith or stop believing that God is who he says he is because I'm listening to my pain more than I'm listening to joy. Now apply that to relationships, especially like marriage, right? You're gonna have speed bumps in marriage, painful times in marriage. You better listen to somebody outside of yourself if you want the marriage to last, right? I mean, reconciliation, right? It's like, remember what Jesus says, for the joy set before me, before him. He endured the cross despised shame. That's the power of joy. That in the moment when he was saying, God, can this cup pass for me? Oh, I just don't want, at the moment that he could have called legions of angels to rescue him, he was thinking about the joy that was set before him. So should we. Sustain me, oh God, with the willing spirit, verse 12. Sustain means to uphold, to lay hold one's hand upon, to brace me. God, let me lean upon you. Let me rely upon you. Let me gain confidence. Let me be strengthened. Let me be refreshed in you. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Question after question stirs within the mind of every business person, each one possessing the potential to sear the most well-intentioned conscience. Thus, a simple tool is needed to help you navigate through those difficult decisions, those required moves that could affect the outcome of not only your career or someone else's career, but the lives of entire families. We're talking generations. My Daily Business. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. You see, in Psalm 34, this is what David also wrote. Psalm 34, verse 17 to 20, it says this. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and save those who are crushed in spirit. The affliction of the righteous are many, but the Lord rescues him from all of them. He protects all his bones, not one of them are broken. It's God's promise. When we're in very broken seasons, states, experiences, there's still reason to rejoice. You see, our failures must eventually turn into times of joy and gladness. They have to. If not, they will eat you alive. Skills that we learn from failure. Our failures help us embrace grace, 
They help us to really, really know wisdom. They help us to rejoice in our brokenness. And here's our last point. We're going to finish with this. Verse 13 through 15, Psalm 51. Our failures help us help others. It says, then, so after everything we just read, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, uh, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of the righteousness, of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifices, otherwise I will uh, give it. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. By your favor, do good to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the righteous sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then young bulls will be offered to your name. So remember he says at first, that's not what he want. But then after he navigated all of this stuff in his heart, then it says now it's time to give him what? The sacrifices. Once the heart was dealt with, once he was willing to help others, right? And then God says, now bring your offerings. Because now there's something distinctively connected to the heart with the offering. Make sense? And that's why it says our failure shall ultimately help others. Listen to verse 13 again. Then I will teach wrongdoers your ways. One, who likes teaching wrongdoers anything? If you're doing wrong, go ahead and keep doing wrong. But, you know, <laughs> do it over there. You know, so, but, but, when, but when your heart is changed, you want everyone else to experience the same thing. So wrongdoers your ways and sinners will be converted unto you. My humble opinion is one of the reasons why the church is really slow in telling others about Jesus, they haven't experienced his his grace themselves. They've experienced his conversion. You follow me? They've experienced his conversion. Like, okay, I'm saved now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But, But have you experienced his greater grace? In other words, has his grace showered you when you have failed miserably? Or, or again, have you gotten to a point that you understand that you are no good? Not the, oh, that I'm something because of Jesus. Oh, that, that comes in handy every now and then. But I'm talking about day-to-day grind of following Jesus and living a life that is holy and pleasing and respectable before God and man, you need to know that you know what? At any moment, the shoe can drop because I can go do this and do that again. Because I have the inherent sinful nature that lives in me that I can, listen, that I, that I, I listen, I long to do it. Right? That I long to do it, oh God. But yet I don't, because your grace is sufficient. 
So it's either two ways you're going to get there. You're going to get there by you're going to just mess up your life and a whole bunch of other people's lives. And then you'll get there, right, because what? Because one is forgiven much, he loves much, right? So you're going to get there one way or the other, or you realize that you have been forgiven much already. Or as John says this, First John says, we love because he what? One way or the other, you're going to get there. And the challenge we face is to get there so that ultimately we can tell the world about the good news of Jesus Christ. You follow me, church? We have to be able to be, and if we're not convinced about his grace and his goodness, who will be? Who will be? And to me, that's why, listen, you can, you can even go in the faith and grow in the faith and you can be humming all and all senators and you're doing this Jesus thing through osmosis. Amen. And sure enough, something would jump off to recalibrate your heart. Or God, just keep my heart right where Davis is right now. Just God, just keep my heart. And, and God, I will rejoice in suffering. I'll rejoice in brokenness. I'll rejoice in it all. And God, I know there's a storyline in all of this that ultimately leads to others. That I'm just not suffering just to suffer. I'm not just going through just to going through. I'm not just resisting sin just to resist sin. You follow me? Because there has to be an end game of why you're resisting. Am I resisting because I just want to come to church and say, hey, listen, everybody, guess what I just went through today? And I didn't, I was just a good Christian and I didn't fall. No. Or was it, am I resisting so that others can know him? Let me end with this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 through 12, remember, press down, and, and, but not, dis, you know, you're crushed, but not uh, destroyed, and right, and all the, the different descriptions of the but nots. Then verse 10, it says, always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who live are constantly being handed over to death because of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our mortal flesh listen to verse 12 so death works in us but life in you so it's all about that's what it's all about and that's why my humble opinion is you look at David and you what what the scriptures teach about David and how David is so revered even now in a Jewish culture especially over and over again you're here when the Lord is rebuking the children of Israel that the children of Israel never get what they deserve you see a theme and it says because of my servant David Because of my servant David, others are spared. 
Wouldn't that be such an awesome thing that God will say about us? Because of my servant, he's, he's considering others because of you. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you so much for the fallible life experiences of David and others because it gives us greater clarity of the infallible God we serve. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you would just help me help others understand that it is about you, Jesus, nothing more, nothing less. And when we truly embrace your grace, God, what impact will it have on a dying world? That, Lord, we can literally turn this world upside down or affectionately right side up. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, my prayer is that you are being inspired to know him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen Savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you, would you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others? In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you pray this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth to let me know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family and have a great day. Thank you again for listening to our series, I'm Skilled, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. King David gained many skills throughout his life including his time before he was king. He learned to worship, he learned to rescue, he learned to be a warrior, 
and he even learned from failure. Just like David, we also learn many skills throughout our lives. God wants to use these skills to build up His kingdom and for His glory. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.